0: Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host, from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things super show. Let's kick off the show talking about convention news and updates. This past week on Talk of the Universe, as well as a little special Keeping It Corporate broadcast on the SRG Universe Facebook page, there were some Gen Con updates. I gave some of this on the last show. I may be giving some of that information again here just because they repeated it on Talk of the Universe. So let's run it down. Gen Con. They've announced the following things they're going to release at Gen Con. There's going to be a pixel box set. This is a box set where all of the cards have the uh, pixelated, the 8-bit computer game, video game style art. From what they announced, they're also going to include 8-bit competitor sets. Super ombre Snake Pit, Big Shot, and Rising Sun. These were originally scheduled to release at Grand Con, but because Grand Con was canceled, they're releasing at Gen Con instead. Ikuzo Super Show is going to release at Gen Con. And the 2020 Gen Con box set is coming out at this Gen Con. The Thunder and the Lightning box set. We don't know more about it other than it is called the Thunder and Lightning box set. Origins. Origins Game Fair. Later on in September. Gen Con is in September. Origins also September. They're going to be releasing the following. The Ring of Fire box set. This is in a similar vein to the Steel Cage box sets. Although with this, there was a special competitor set that could be bought. It was actually bought by Bob Dunn. He made Amos the Ironworker, is I believe the name for this. And that did come out. That came out in some payoff packs and some mystery boxes at Pixel Palace Pandemonium part do so that is available at least on the secondary market they've announced that some indie wrestling competitors are going to be coming out danny limelight and effie both of those are going to be coming out at origins game fair in addition saturday of origins effie the wrestler will be on hand at the srg universe booth doing autograph signing so you can buy your effie that weekend and get it signed by Effie himself at the SRG Universe booth. they are going to be Ukuzo Super Show skill cards released at Origins. So, set just came out, and they're already looking to add skill cards to the set. Interesting. I'm not sure if that's too early. We don't know if Ukuzo is going to catch on yet, I mean, obviously it's going to have sort of a built-in audience because it is Super Show, the game-compatible. So that helps. But yeah, they're releasing Ukuzo Super Show skill requirement cards at Origins. The Danhausen competitor set is also scheduled to release at Origins. We knew about Effie and Danny Limelight coming out, but I believe this is a new announcement. Danhausen releasing at Origins. And then finally, in conjunction with Gen Con and Origins, they are looking for volunteers to work the booth at both events, I believe. If you email Briggs at srguniverse.com about volunteering, he will send you a link to an application form. You'll fill that out. They'll do a little tryout with you. And if you're qualified, if they can use you, If they have a spot available for you, they will take, they are taking volunteer applications through August 27th. That is next Friday as I record this. So if you want to volunteer, work the booth, email Griff Briggs, griffbriggs at srguniverse.com. He'll send you the link to go to the application page, fill that out, and they'll see if they can use it other conventions announced. SRG Universe is going to be at ArmorCon. This is a convention running from October 15th to October 17th in Marlborough, Massachusetts. They've been to ArmorCon before. SRG is going to be at PAX Unplugged December 10th through December 12th. Not only are they going to have a booth at PAX Unplugged, but for the first time, In conjunction with New South Wrestling, which I believe is the most popular wrestling promotion on IWTV, which is like an internet um, wrestling subscription site where they stream wrestling pay-per-views and maybe weekly shows, SRG Universe and New South Wrestling are partnering up to have a wrestling show Saturday during PAX Unplugged weekend. And they're going to release a box set at PAX Unplugged for New South Wrestling. They're also going to be bringing a lot of independent talent to work the show. There's going to be a 30-man battle royal. So plenty of opportunities to have multiple independent wrestlers at this show. First of its kind for SRG Universe. The final convention that SRG Universe announced they're going to be at is Captain Con. Captain Con is scheduled to take place February 4th through February 6th in Warwick, Rhode Island. This is also where they are going to host the SRG Awards show. Every year, SRG has an awards show, Player of the Year, Best Online Show, Player of the Era, Steve Resk Award, Match of the Year. All kinds of awards. We talk about that every year. We'll talk about that when that happens. But the award show is going to be taking place in 2022 at CaptainCon. The final bit of news. DragonCon. SRG Universe will not be there. But Hold the Line Harry and site will be at DragonCon. Running games. Running demos promoting Super Show semi-independently. I'm sure that SRG Universe is supporting their efforts, but it's not an official convention for the company. That is all the convention news that I have. Next big story, Faction Wars 3. Let's start with some news coming out of the draft. There were a few teams that had penalties in the draft. Two in particular... Did not draft a competitor. I believe both of those were submission competitors. The general manager made the following announcements. Those teams with the penalties will start the first round of Faction Wars 3 with a score of negative 1. However, for the teams that missed the picks, they could elect to have the general manager. Pick on their behalf, and then they will start with a score of zero like all the other teams. If, however, they want to pick their own submission competitor, they will take a point penalty. They will start with a score of minus one. Now, how does that tie into the first round of Faction Wars? Let me talk about the format for the first round of Faction Wars. There are going to be eight tournaments in the first round of Faction Wars a Trios tournament a Torneo Tag Team tournament, and then six singles tournaments where everyone who has the same 10 skill will face off. So one tournament will feature every competitor that has power of 10, one with every competitor with a technique of 10, and so on and so forth. There's going to be group stages and then a top cut. How many in the groups, we don't know. How many making the top cut, we don't know. But we do know how the scoring will work. For each win you have, you'll receive one point. For example, let's say you're in the group stage and they do groups of four. If you go undefeated, you'll have three points. If you lose a match, you'll be two and one, you'll have two points. If you win one and lose two, you have one point, and If you lose them all, you have no points. Now. When it comes to top cut, they're just going to take the best out of groups. And it could be the top two, top three, depends on the size of the groups. So you could make the top cut with four points if you go 4-0, three points if you go 3-0, two points if you go 2-2 and or 2-1, and depending on, again, how many matches you'll play in the group stage. And then for each round, you win the top cut, you'll earn an extra point, peaking at the finals. As far as I know, there's no bonus for winning the tournament. It's just a way to rack up additional points because once you're eliminated, you can't keep earning points. The person who makes the finals will earn more points than the people who don't. The person who wins it all will earn, presumably, more points than the others because they'll just play more matches. When this tournament ends, they're going to rank all the teams in the tournament from one to 20 and i've not brought this up yet i'll bring it up here only 19 teams drafted however they've allowed a 20th team to enter i believe south bell is the captain for that team they let that team pick from all the remaining competitors that went undrafted so there are going to be 20 teams in the first round which means there could be four groups of five five groups of four we just have to see one of those makes sense four groups of five and cutting to a top 16 probably makes the most sense but we'll just have to see nothing's been announced once the tournament's done they'll add up the team scores and rank the teams from one to 20 with one being the highest the first 12 teams will get a buy into i believe phase two or phase three i don't know how they're going to label it but they'll get a bye to the next stage. The remaining eight will face off in a manner that has not yet been announced. Four of those bottom eight teams will be eliminated, and so the round following that will be a round of 16. And that's it. That's all we know as of right now about Faction Wars 3. Third big story big match card for next week. The general manager has announced the the end-of-the-line match card for August 29th. That is a week from today as I record this. That's a Sunday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, which may affect when next week's show comes out because I will want to report on that. That might mean next week's show comes out Monday, depending on how late this goes. But there are three matches as of right now Scheduled for that match card. There's a defense of the LFF Hardcore Championship. Eddie Fury will be defending his championship against Kirk Polka in a Lumberjack match. A little bit of controversy here because a Lumberjack match is not a hardcore stipulation, but the match has been allowed to go through. There will be a Lumberjack match for that championship. The next match. Is a defense of the Underworld Championship. Loudmouth Leo Larynx, the current champion, will defend against the cannoli Anthony Perry. As I reported on the last show, Anthony Perry won the contenders match at Pixel Palace last Saturday. That is what gives him the shot at this championship. The final match, the LFF World Heavyweight Championship. John Polverino, Press 1P, will defend against former Deep South champion Hold the Lion Harry. Many people thought once he lost the Deep South championship, he'd be in line for other championships, and we see that he has been named the next contender for the World Heavyweight Championship. So far, that is all that is on the match card for next week. Unfortunately, if any matches get added, I can't update you because the next show will be after the match card happens. I will report on those results when I have them. Let's talk about Super Show August Rush. Super Show August Rush was an in-person event taking place at Highlander Games in Boonton, New Jersey. This is the store owned and operated by the true survivor Anthony Medvez. Two parts to this event. The first part was a number one contender tournament for the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championships. There were six teams that entered this championship tournament. It was a single elimination tournament with New York rules. No disqualification. Match starts at Crowdmeter 1. I believe no count out as well. Two teams got a bye into the second round. So... He had two matches. Two teams were eliminated. They moved on, faced the teams that got the buy. Two more teams were eliminated. The finalists ended up being the SRG BOWS and Brian Waitford Schmidt versus Vicious Vic Vandal and a new player named Kevin. The SRG boss was playing Davy Richards. Brian Schmidt was playing Kenta, Vicious Vic Vandal was playing Naito, and Kevin was playing Jay White. The winner, hitting a submission finish at crowd meter 1, was the SRG BOWS. Steve Resk and Brian Schmidt will face the team of the Cheetah and the Penguin for the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championships, date or time to be mentioned later. As of right now, I don't know when that match is gonna be, but that's the next match. The second event was the sealed payoff pack tournament. A payoff pack is a box that contains three competitor sets, a 1 through 27 deck, a die, and then a pack of seal cards, usually includes an entrance card, a spectacle one or two skill requirement cards and a foil so you buy a pack you open it up you play with that one through 27 deck or if you have some skill cards you can substitute in or that foil card you can substitute in you can mix that up you choose what singles competitor out of the three you have hopefully you have three it's possible there are tag team or trios in there I assume if you ended up with all tags and trios, they would swap you out of pack. But that's how that works. You build your deck, and you just play it and see what happens. There were 18 players in this sealed payoff pack tournament. I don't have a lot about the format, but the top four in the tournament were Lance Eustache, a.k.a. the Philosopher, playing his ex-Royce. Ant West, playing as the original Colt Cabana. Matt Barone, playing as the Executioner. And Rick Rocket Gonzalez, playing as King Greatness. That was the top four. Matt Barone ended up defeating Ant West in the semis. And Rick Rocket Gonzalez ended up defeating Lance. So it was Rick Rocket Gonzalez versus Matt Barone in the finals. And the winner of the tournament ended up being Rick Rocket Gonzalez. Congratulations to him. He wins the main Super Show August Rush Tournament. Honorable mention for this tournament goes to Ant West. Ant West ended up going undefeated into the top four, which was a very good result even though he did not ultimately win the tournament. He did make top four. I've also been told that the next big event at Highlander Games is going to be October 23rd. I have no more details outside of that, but the next big event at Highlander Games, October 23rd. That is the news coming out of Super Show August Rush. And finally, before I talk about the online tournaments from this past week of which there has only been one that's happened two smaller but i think important stories number one there was an intergalactic championship match wednesday night following talk of the universe the champion the big guy gary schneider faced off against the challenger tim creaser time bomb tim the champion was using rhino The challenger was using Mac Attack. In a very short and lopsided game at Crowdmeter Zero, Time Bomb Tim hits the finish. I believe the big guy rolls only fives, and Time Bomb Tim is the new Intergalactic Champion. Congratulations to him. Finally, as almost a throwaway line, Leo the Law on Talk of Universe, as his Keeping It Corporate segment ended, announced that they have re-signed EC3. EC3, as a competitor set, has been out of print for a long time. It has the same gimmick that Big Match Pete has, for those of you who may not be familiar with him. It has a great grapple finish, the one percenter. A very... Notorious finish, the EC Splash, because there are some versions that allow you to play it on the first turn as a lead finish. Now, we don't know what the competitor set's going to look like, be like, if it's going to be compatible with the previous, if you can use the old finishes on this, if it's going to be a reprint. We don't know anything about it, but EC3 coming back to the game per the COO. Griff bricks, and there's one thing I almost forgot. Which let me get that right now. I almost forgot this. I've been following the SRG1 Climax as best I can. This is a tournament hosted by the Cheetah Ian Chambers, based on New Japan Pro Wrestling's G1 Climax tournaments. We have a finals slash semifinals pairing. The first finalist of this tournament using AJ Styles is the champ Patrick Bonavoglia. I've never heard of Patrick Bonavoglia or met him, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, but he's the first finalist. The other is going to be the winner of Shane Strickland versus Theo the Greek Nia. Shane Strickland is using Jay White. Theo the Greek Neo is using Kenny Omega. The winner of that match, the other semifinal match, will face Patrick Bonavoglia to be the winner of the SR G1 climax. And that is all the news prior to the online tournaments. So let's talk about the online tournaments. Thursday night we have another edition of Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. 24 players in four groups of six, taking the top two from each group, so cutting to a top eight. In the quarterfinal round, the matches were all conducted using the steel cage stipulation. In the semifinal round, all the matches were played under the Ring of Fire stipulation. And in the finals, as well as the third place match, all the matches were played using the main event stipulation. In fourth place, using Mr. Pop and Twist, former LFF World Heavyweight Champion, Chris Pagillo. In third place, using MLW competitor, Jacob Fatu, Alec Ventresca. The finalists were the Grump using RJ Bombshell and Bob Dunn using Amos the Ironworker, I believe, the new competitor that's going to be coming out in the Ring of Fire box sets. These two have faced off many times, rivals back and forth. The winner here, Bob Dunn. Bob Dunn wins Chibi's Thursday night fights. The other tournament. From this week is a Sunday night pop-up tournament that is scheduled to take place tonight. So I'm not gonna have the results because as I record this, the match has not started. It is a typical pop-up event, five dollar entrance fee, 8 p.m. start time. If you place an order with it, you get a free foil. A lot of times that's the way these pop-ups work. You buy them you place an order with them, and you get some other prize. Outside of that, that's all that's happened this week that I haven't already reported on, and nothing else is scheduled on Supershowthegame.com for this week. As always, though, Dojo Tuesday nights, Proving Ground Monday night more than likely. It's not up yet, but from the last post about the proving ground this week is supposed to be a tournament where you can play unlimited skill cards in your deck as far as i know you still have to qualify so if your power technique agility are your 10 9 8 you can't run a grapple skill requirement card because it's too low you have to have an 8 or better in the skill to have that card be Viable. You actually can run it. So if you could boost your grapple up to an 8 or greater, you can use it. It'll have text on it. But if you play a skill requirement card and your skill is too low, you treat it as if it has blank text. But that's what's going on this Monday. You can run a deck with unlimited skill cards. Normally only two. This you can run unlimited. And then Thursday, probably a tournament. Likely Thursday night fights from Chibi, but could be different. Who knows? No news about Saturday or anything else. I guess I'll also take this occasion, too, and just mention that the SRG General Manager John Clay's Cookies Fortune Triad Tournament for a shot in the triad match to determine the next Cookies Fortune holder. That's currently underway. All the deck lists were turned in. Earlier this week, I believe it was Friday or Thursday was the deadline. This past Thursday. The general manager has posted the groups so everyone knows who in the group stage they have to play. Those matches have to be played by August 31st, which I believe is a week from Tuesday. So a little over seven days to get those done. Should have maybe mentioned that earlier, but I'm mentioning it here now. Cookies Fortune tournament round one is ongoing. It won't be finished before the next show. Look for updates in two weeks. And with that, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and good day.